Hello and welcome to episode 207 of the Mark and Me podcast. As always, I'm your host Mark. Now today's episode is a huge one. For me, I'm joined by one of the best heavy metal guitarists of all time. I truly believe he's an incredible songwriter and just an absolute icon. Yes, I'm joined by the amazing Zach Wilde. On today's interview, we get to sit down and talk all about the music that made him. Not only that, what it was like when he first met Ozzy Osbourne, getting to be the guitarist for Ozzy Osbourne, and he gets to share loads more stories about his time in Black Label Society. It's a great interview and will be coming up in just a couple of moments time. But in true typical Mark and Me fashion, I just want to touch base and talk about my last episode. I can't ignore that I released three episodes in two days. This was to celebrate the incredible Slam Dunk Music Festival. I got to sit down and release nine different interviews over two days and honestly it was one of the highlights of Mark and Me. The response was amazing and I'm so chuffed and so grateful to Silverstein, Sum 41, The Nova Twins, Hot Milk, Neck Deep, Yours Truly, Beartooth and The Wonder Years all for coming on the show. It really was incredible. But today it's all about the guy, one of the best guitarists out there for me in history. I'm joined by Zach Wilde, so I think the best thing to do is to get straight to it. So here's me and Zach talking all things music. So Zach, thanks for joining me today on the Mark and Me podcast. Yeah, thanks for having me, man. Zach, what I want to do today is for anyone that's tuning in and might be discovering you for the first time, it's taking it right back to the very start. Can you tell me about that first album that you remember buying that you fell in love with? Yeah, without a doubt. First thing I ever saw that was like, wow. Was uh, Elton John on the uh, Sonny and Cher show? Was that probably in like '75? And he was promoting uh, Captain Fantastic and the Brown Bear Cowboy. He did Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds. I was just like blown away. I was like, wow. And you know, the power of music. So it was right after that, went out and got that album and just wanted to have collect every Elton John record after that. So, um, yeah, that was probably the, that was the first one, and then obviously was uh, second one was Sabbath when I played. We sold our souls for rock and roll. I remember I was in art class when we were probably about maybe eleven years old, something like that. And then uh, my one buddy Tom had this jawless skull with a lightning bolt going through it, and it said uh, Black Sabbath six six six. And I was like, "What is what is that?" And he's like. Oh, it's this band my older brother listens to. I was like, oh, wow. Never heard Sabbath before or anything. And I remember we were at the mall. And my mother was like, you can buy, you, know, you can get one record or whatever. So I was like, All right, mom, thanks. So I go to get a record. Obviously, I got the double album because. Get your <laughs> money's worth. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. I had to be slick and slide that one in there. But uh, anyways, got the. Uh, the double album with the gatefold with the woman in there with the in the casket and everything like that. And I was like, put the needle on beyond terrified. And then, uh, you know, the running joke is like, I'm, I'm a Catholic when I put the needle on then halfway through the album, I became a full blown Satanist. <laughs> then by the end of the record, I converted back to Catholicism just, <laughs> just so I could thank God for creating black Sabbath. So, yeah, oh, man, I love it. And then so after that, my, you know, obviously my quest was to get every Black Sabbath album after that. So um, 
Yeah, but those were two big milestone music moments for sure. I like the way that you got a double album. I did the same. I used to get cassettes when I was a kid and I did a paper round and saved up my pocket money. And my mum said, choose an album. And I went, Guns N' Roses, Use Your Illusion 2. And then I obviously yeah, got home and I was like, I need the first one. More. Yeah, exactly. It worked though. I got both. Yeah, why are you going to get, why would you settle for one case of beer when you can get two cases of beer? Exactly, man. And what I think is incredible when I talk to people is discovering what their first concert was or gig. And it all changed for me when I went to see a band live. Obviously, I listened to music on tapes and then bought vinyls. But the moment I went to that first show, my ribcage shook and my shoulders were just completely solid. And I just took this whole experience of like, this is on a whole other level to listening to it at home. What was your first gig? Can you remember? Yeah, it was a Mob Rules tour. It oh, was wow. with Ronnie James. And yeah, it was, it was uh, Sabbath, Mob Rules. And um, I saw him in Philadelphia at the Spectrum, which is gone now. But uh, yeah, and the show was, and like you just said, between the light show and the, the power and the music and the volume, I, it was just like, wow. I, I mean, just mind blown. I was completely blown away. So uh, yeah, I mean, I, that was my very first concert. And then, you know, and then the comedy that goes with getting to the show and then trying to get home, you know what I mean? So uh, the, the whole event and everything I did, it was just, it was awesome for sure. You've got really cool ones. When they ask me, I've not seen, I started with Cooler Shaker that are like an indie band over here. They're not heavy at all. And you've got really cool stuff. You're like Sabbath and then you saw Sabbath and you, you know, you, it's what a fucking start. Those foundations to build upon, you know, you yeah. didn't start half-hearted. You went full out. Yeah, it was it was mind blowing, and then uh, obviously seeing Ozzy after that with uh, Oz with Jake. I actually I saw him with Bernie Torme. Oh wow! Yeah, and I got a chance to speak with uh, you know, with Bernie, with St. Bernie over there because he not too long ago on the Ozzy tour, it was the first time him and Ozzy had talked to each other since like that show. So uh, that's insane. But you know, seeing Bernie there, and uh, you know, it was right after Randy had passed away. So uh, it was it was pretty awesome. So, uh, you know, like that. I mean, everybody in the, the venue was like, you know, Randy was in the building that night for sure. And Bernie played amazing. And it, it was just a really moving experience. But uh, and I was blessed. I got a chance to tell Bernie that. So but um, yeah, it was uh, I saw that one. Then I saw Oz with Jake. And Motley Crue opening up. I saw that tour, oh, wow. uh, the tour, and then I remember seeing um, the Who on their farewell tour in '83, and it was the Clash, Santana, and the Hooters ended up opening <laughs> up, and that was that was at like RFK Stadium in Philadelphia, My and that goodness. was crazy too because it was the whole weekend they were just playing the Who on the radio, so like the, the parking lot were just packed and tailgating and everybody cranking the who and drinking and barbecuing and eating. I mean, it was, it was just the, just the parking lot was an experience in itself. Yeah. That's it, isn't it? In America, the concerts start from the moment you get there. It's not as in when you get into the stadium, everyone outside is having beers or opening up their boots, their cars, eating barbecue. It's a whole experience over here. We just, we're so tame. 
I don't, you know, I mean, I don't know. The festivals, you know. Yeah, I mean, the festivals are much better, but normal yeah, gigs. Animal, yeah, everything like that. The festivals in England are amazing. Everybody's, you know, tent. Everyone's got the tents. And it's it's a full-blown experience. It's not just the concert. Yeah. I mean, it's the, it's the whole the whole thing. And are you looking forward to coming back over here, obviously, next month for Download Festival? It's not long now. Yeah, without a doubt, man. It's, uh, it's always great, man. I mean, the festivals are always a lot of fun. You run into a lot of friends and people that you've met throughout the years. So yeah, it's, it's, it's aside of the bands, you know, it's like crew guys and girls and, you know, just, it's like running into family all over the place. So it's, it's great. It's always a good time. So after you saw these bands and you were obviously growing up and got to see these amazing shows, did that just make you just want to pick up a guitar straight away? Were you like, this is all I'm going to do. I'm not going to go and work in an office. I'm not going to go and work in a shop. I need to play guitar. Well, that, I mean, that, that I when I first saw my guitar teacher Leroy Wright and I just watched his hands, I was just like, "That's what I want to do with my life." Yeah. So I ended up taking lessons for Leroy for about two years, a year and a half, something like that, year and a half, two years. But uh, he was great because he would he would teach me all my, you know, the songs that I wanted to learn, you know, whether it's Zeppelin and Sabbath and ACDC stuff like that. So, and but he'd also teach me theory of you know why why this works you know yeah. what i mean why because otherwise you know to learn the fretboard so you can understand the language and everything it's just like seeing a bunch of car parts all out on the ground and then you know when you put an engine together real now you know why all the parts go together you know this part needs to be here so this part here connects with that and you know so i needed somebody to break it down to you so you can understand it'd be like you showing me some a magic a card trick yeah then you you break it down for me and go no Zach this is how it's done you got to have this card it's got to be here and this and that and it's like oh okay I get you now so you know it's just so you could break it down and understand it so uh, yeah Leroy he was he was amazing so but that's that's for me that's when I realized this is what I want to do with my life and then tell me about the first time you met Ozzy that must have been a, a weird experience because obviously you've seen him growing up as a young kid and then you get the chance to actually play it must be mind blowing was it uh, behind a gig before you got any auditions for a band or how, how did it work out that you first met him um no I, I remember when you know I was playing in a club in New Jersey and uh this guy Dave Feld came up to me he was like oh man do you ever think about uh playing with Ozzy and I was like no <laughs> You know, I, I thought about having lunch with Jimmy Page and Robert Plant, too. I never really thought about that, you know. So uh, he was just like, well, you know, my buddy's Mark Walker, you know. So Bozzy with the tutu on and the boxing gloves, I mean, that's all Mark stuff. So, you know, Dave was like, well, Zach, if you can get a, if you can get a cassette or something to me, you know, I can get it, you know, to Mark and see if he can get it to Ozzy and Sharon. And we'll see what, you know. And I, I'm like, bro, I live at home with my parents and I, you know, I'm mowing lawns and I'm teaching guitar. I'm like, but I have nothing to lose. So ended up getting uh, this cassette together and, and a, you know, little Polaroid picture. And it was so funny because Oz, Oz said, he, you know, because he wouldn't go through any of the boxes of all the auditions. He said, but there was a picture of a Polaroid of me on the kitchen table when he was back home and before the audition, because he asked me, he goes, have I met you before? And he was like, where, I, where have I seen you before? Met you? And he goes, it was that picture of the Polaroid that was sitting on the kitchen table. And he goes, oh, look at this kid. He must really love Randy Rhodes. 
And he said, that's all he remembered, which I did. So, you know, but the whole thing is, uh, yeah. And that, that was it. You know, I went down and I remember when I met Oz, you know, I crapped my pants and he said, well, Zach, just change your trousers and go make me a ham sandwich and go <laughs> right on the Coleman's mustard. I don't want it to overpower the flavor of the sandwich. So I went right on the Coleman's, made him the sandwich, changed my pants. And to this day, I'm still making Coleman, you know, ham sandwiches, going light on the mustard and changing my pants every time I crap around the Oz, you know, bound the boss. <laughs> I love it, man. It's about, it's, you never want to do too much mustard. You ruin a sandwich. It's, it's such you a fine line. The flavor. You don't want it to overpower. Never. You want it to, you want it to heighten the power of the sandwich. Exactly. Not over. It's an art. And if you've got it right and you've got it good enough for Aussie, it must be good enough for yes, anyone. Yes. <laughs> so do you ever pinch yourself? Are you still a bit like that was the guy I remember seeing as a kid on stage with Sabbath? Do you actually sit there thinking, fucking hell, this is a dream? No, nah, it's a, without a doubt. I thank the good Lord every day, man, for sure. So I'm truly blessed, man. So, you know, and I mean, Ozzy's, Ozzy's the godfather of our oldest son. So it's, it's, it's without a doubt. It's pretty much about a fairy tale story, man, for sure. And then with Black Level Society, how how did that come about that you wanted to break away and do your own thing? Was that just a case of you just had more time? You weren't going to be touring all the time with Aussie, so you had more time? No, we did. We Well, you know, after after we did the No More Tours tour, and then, you know, uh, it was like I had, we ended up doing Pride and Glory, and I had a blast when we made that record. It was like a power trio. And it was, you know, a completely different animal than playing with Oz. So. Uh, a lot of improv and things like that. And, you know, obviously I had, you know, I could use banjos, mandolins and things like that, that I wouldn't use in within the framework of Aussie music. So uh, we had a blast making that record and then torn behind. It was a lot. It was just, it, we had a great time. So, you know, but after that, we ended up, I went back with Oz when we were working on Osmosis. And we had a great time making that record. We were tracking in Paris and then we were tracking in New York City. And uh, I remember going to, uh, after we got done tracking, I'd go to this pub Bruise that was in uh, 34th and Lexington. And it's gone now. But I remember it was just like, the pub had been there since like 1903. I'd go in there and I'd be drinking every night till the sun came up. And I remember the jukebox, they just had Stones, Neil Young, Bob Seger, uh, Beatles, uh, Crosby, Stills and Nash, The Who. I, you know, I, I mean, I'd just like be in there all night listening to classic rock and all this mellow stuff. And it just inspired me. I'd go back to my room with my acoustic and that that songwriting stuff led to Book of Shadows. So I ended up going after we did Osmosis, I ended up doing Book of Shadows and I was jamming with the Guns guys in between all that stuff. And I remember just having these riffs laying around and then I wasn't playing with Oz anymore. And then I wasn't playing with, wasn't going to do the GNR thing because nothing was happening. It was just sitting there. So I had all these riffs laying around and that's pretty much how black label was born. So I said, you know, I'll just do it myself. So, uh, and since then, I mean, it's, you know, now black labels going on its 25th anniversary, which is pretty insane in regards that, you know, I mean, you know, I remember reading my my guitar world with Keith Richards on the cover. It says 16 years in the Rolling Stones. I'm like, like that was unheard of back in the day. You know what I mean? I mean, rock bands, if it, if a rock band existed 
more than eight years, it was a big deal. You know, it's like uncharted territory. So yeah. uh, here at Label, we're going, we're closing in on our 25th anniversary. So like I said, man, I thank the good Lord every day. You know, I'm truly blessed, man. And what, what do you think it is? It, I can't believe it's been 25 years, but I had Incubus on the show recently and I was talking to Brandon Boyd about how he still has that drive and passion every day to keep playing the songs. And it's been, you know, over 20 years for those guys, I think 25 as well. What is it for you that keeps you still wanting to get up and pick up that guitar and sing and play to those crowds that, you know, like you said, so many bands break up, so many go on hiatus and never return, but you still seem as hungry as the day that you started. Well, I mean, you know, it's a weird thing. I mean, uh, you know, to have the dynamic of when you're in a band with three other guys, you know, four guys. So whether they get along or not or anything like that, I mean, I've, I've been blessed in the regard that I've never been in a band since, you know, since we were in, playing high school keg parties and we're playing Cream and Hendrix and Sabbath and, and Ozzy and Rush and everything, like, you know, like we all enjoyed each other's company and we all enjoyed going out for pizza and hanging out and being buddies and and enjoying each other's company. I, I've been blessed in that regard. And then when I started playing with Oz, even though I was 19, 20, 21 years old, all the, the guys that were older, BT and Ozzy and everybody that were in their late thirties, early forties, they, they all took me in, you know what I mean? So, and I, now I'm going to, you know, we're going to pubs and hanging out and having a great time and working, making records. So I've never, I've never been in that situation where I've been like, here, Frank, hold my, you know, hold my espresso while I go break Andy's legs. You know, I've, <laughs> I've never been in a band. I've never been in a band like that. Like we've all we've all enjoyed going out and getting something to eat and drinking yeah. and and getting up on stage every night. I've, I've I've been blessed in that regard. So, you know, but you have a lot of other bands, you know, where where you said where guys don't get along and then that's why the band breaks up and I can't get you and Frank, you know, you, you, it's you and him are the, the songwriters in the band. And I, I can't even get you guys together for a reunion tour. Cause you're like, Zach, if I'm in a room with that dude, I'm going to stab him in the neck, bro. Yeah. I, I'll be up for homicide. Actually double <laughs> homicide. Cause I'm going to kill him twice. Yeah. You know I mean? I'm going to make sure I do the job. Yeah. So, I mean, I can't even get you in a room with this guy, you know? So uh, even though you'll be doing Wembley Stadium, you know, residency, you know, for two, for a month, you're like, Zach, I'd rather, I'd rather play in front of 10 people at an empty pub than be yeah. in a band with that guy and do a month at Wembley Stadium. Yeah. You're like, I can't stand him. You know, so I'm like, wow, I've, I've never been in that. And I get it, you know, because when you really think about it, you're like, Zach, especially if you're like, Zach, I got enough money. Now, well, I don't need, I can pick and choose who I want to hang out with. Yeah. You know, and, and he's definitely not on my list of people I want to hang out with. You know, because, you know, at that point, you're like, life's too short, bro. I yeah. can either be miserable or happy. And now nah, I, I I like doing what I'm doing. I can do it on my terms and screw him. I, I'm not going to get together with that guy. You know, so I understand it. You know what I mean? If I can't, if you're, if you don't want to get in a room with this guy or let alone be on stage with him, I understand it. You know what I mean? 
you seem really happy and really positive and upbeat and really full of energy. Uh, is there anything, as I'm saying this, you're making yourself a nice coffee, which might be the reason, but what is it that keeps you going? Because, you know. And then I'm hanging out with the guy. It's the guy. Oh, look at that. It's the fellas in the, in the, in the band. That's you beautiful. Got you got Jeffy. You got Father Dario. I'm hanging out with my brothers. I love it. But what is it that keeps you going? Is it being a family man and having a good balance now of work and life? You're not on the road all the time where you kind of resent having to go off. Are you just in a good place? You just seem really, really happy and, and so positive. No, I've, I've always been this way, man. I mean, you know, like, uh, no, that's the only way you got to be. I mean, you know, we were just out on the road when I got sick. You know, the first night on the tour, we got into a bus accident. You know what I mean? We got we got hit by a car on the like half an hour into the, into the tour. So, I mean, no, I mean, anything like even with Oz being banged up with his neck, I even told Oz, I said, Oz, you got to stay positive. I said, you just got to we'll glue your back together and you put duct tape on you or whatever we got to do and get your back. But you can't, it's everything really is perspective, man. And how you, how you look at it. You know what I mean? So yeah, I mean, like the glass is either half full or half empty. I mean, if even if we only have half a pint, if you drink it real fast, maybe we'll have <laughs> a buzz. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, I like at this. Least, at least we got something. You know what I mean? So, I mean, that's the way I've always looked at it. You know, so, and, you know, I, I think if you ask any musician, as long as we can do this and you could pay the light bills and we could pay our rent, we're winning. Yeah. So that's that's all that matters. Whether you're whether you're playing Wembley Stadium or whether you're playing a local pub in front of ten people, we're still playing. That's all that matters. You're doing what you love. So you know, and and that's what I tell my kids. You know, I mean, it's just like don't worry about what me and your your mother your mother think. It's whatever moves you and whatever make brings you happiness. That's what you should be doing. That's it. That that is the secret to life. You know, you got to do what you love, and if you can make money doing it and supporting paying the light bills, you're truly blessed, man, for sure. I need to start earning some more money from this podcast because I get to do it all the time, but it doesn't quite pay the light bills. But once it does, I can do it forever. Yeah, without a doubt, and you're doing what you love, man. That's, That's what's important. And when the pandemic kicked in, and you had two years of kind of everything being put on hold. I suppose that leads nicely from what we've just said. You then weren't doing what you love. You weren't able to play shows because of COVID. You weren't able to tour. You weren't able to hang out with the same people and record. Did you feel like fucking hell? Like, did did it make you reevaluate everything and think, Christ, are we ever going to get to play a show again? Because I, I had tickets for Pearl Jam and Deftones and everything got cancelled. And I just thought, I don't know if this will ever happen again. No, I, for me, I mean, I love every second of being home because I mean, I'm usually doing like over 300 shows a year and, but I love doing those 300 shows a year. I mean, put it this way. That's the reason why you have pictures of Jimmy page up on the wall and yeah. Led Zeppelin and black Sabbath and, and Al Demiole and John McLaughlin and, and Frank Marino and St. Rhodes and Eddie Van Halen, like all you, all the guys you love, because that's what you want to do with your life. So when I'm out touring every night, I never go. There's never been a moment where I said, I want to go home. I, I cherish every moment I have when, when I'm out on the road. And then when I'm home, 
I cherish every moment I have. I mean, you know, I'd be walking the dogs, looking up on, on, on the hill when I was home during the pandemic. And I mean, like I cherish the moment where I'm walking with one of the dogs where I'd, and looking at the sunset going, wow, God, thanks. I mean, you know, every day, man, is a blessing uh, for sure. No, I, I, like I said, and everything's perspective, man. I mean, it's all how you look at it, man. It really is. So, uh, I mean, it's like Dorian Yates, the bodybuilder. Like when Dorian retired, he said, like, I didn't know what to do with myself. I kind of lost who I was. Like, you know, I'm not Mr. Olympia now. What am I doing? Like, I had a purpose every day with training, like monk-like purpose. And he goes, and now I'm not doing that. Like, who am I? And then like one of his friends said, well, look at it. Now you can, now you can take in everything that you couldn't do before. Now you have the chance, the opportunity to do it. And he said, and once I looked at it that way, I was like, yeah, you're right. Like everything that I couldn't do before, now I can do. Yeah. And it's, and it's just like, you know, that is, you know, finding happiness it is the truth. It's just like, whatever it is you love doing is what you should do. Life is awesome, man. It really is. It, it, but like you said, it's all perspective, you know? I love it. And you, you have been blessed, haven't you? When you get to do this every day and have a lovely family and get to go off with Aussie back in the day, and now you get to do your own stuff and play festivals with all these great people. You can't moan, can you? You're in a really good place. I've always been. I mean, I, I, that's why I said I thank and the good Lord, when I wake up in the middle of the day and before I go to bed, and for sure. The, and in the middle of the day, then be satanic and listen to lots of heavy music and then remember that you need to thank God before sleep. <laughs> exactly. And then I think I go to Catholic <laughs> again, start off Catholic, go full blown Satanist, and then return to Catholicism and thank God for the incredible day. <laughs> you know what Zach I never planned this question and talking to you today is so positive and it is about perspective and you're so full of beans and life and it's incredible but if anyone's listening today and they're struggling and with mental health and with all these depressed thoughts and stuff what what advice do you give to those people because you really are someone that just talking to you today I feel like ambitious I feel positive and honestly people listening today will take something from this but is it just about making sure that you see the best in everything yeah, I mean, like, uh, yeah, for sure. You know, like whenever, like when my parents passed away, like I would just thank God for letting me have them as long as I had them. It's the truth. Yeah. You know, and that, that's my perspective on it. You know, uh, it was just like, I wasn't like, how can you do this to me? I was just like, Thanks for letting me have them. And, you know, for them being my parents, and as long as I had them, I was blessed. So, yeah, I, I think everything's perspective, man. But, you know, but you got to do, like, like I said, tell my kids, like, life is meant to be enjoyed, man. You're like, whatever it is you love doing, do it. You like collecting coins. You like collecting vintage toys. That makes life fun, man. Whatever it is you love doing, record collecting or whatever. You're like, Zach, I've been looking for this one old record. They only made, they printed like 40 copies of this thing. I finally found it. I was like, no way. You know, I mean, like, that's fun, man. Whatever, whatever it is you love doing, going to car shows, going to concerts, going to guitar shows, collecting guitars, old vintage guitar, whatever, amps, whatever. I mean, that makes life fun, man. 
I mean, it really does. It's awesome. So, you know, and I just tell my kids, whatever it is you love doing, don't worry about what I do. Just because I'm a musician and I love playing. We, you know, we got, I got the Vatican up there, the Black Vatican. You know, me and JD always talk about it. Like, if we had this thing when we were 15 years old, we'd never leave. You know what I mean? But, you know, it's like evil can evil. Just because that's what I do for a living. You know, his son Robbie got into it, but his older son Kelly was like, no, nah, that's what my dad does. You know, like I, I never, I don't even ride a motorcycle. You know, I'm into like pickup trucks or whatever, you know, but I was ever into even riding. I had no interest. It's just like, exactly, because you're writing your own story. You know, whatever it is you love doing is what you should be doing, man. And like you said, if you're blessed and you can make a living doing the podcast, go for it, man. You know what I mean? So that that's life's meant to be fun and, and enjoyed for sure, man. I fucking love today's interview. It's so positive. I feel so driven and so full of life. And it's an absolute pleasure to speak to you. And I can't wait for the UK tour for the world to open up again. It doesn't seem real that download is only a few weeks away. And I, I just can't wait for this celebration again of people being on stage, doing what they do and love. It's going to be incredible. Yeah. And not only that, I mean, the festivals are great in regard that you see old friends, you, you see, it's just a celebration of life in general. So it's just great. It's good times and hanging out with your friends and the whole adventure of going with download, you know, camping out with your friends for a week and just being out there and the whole adventure that you got going to this thing aside of the concert happening yeah. and seeing your band and everything like that. But, uh, no, cause I got this great book on Zeppelin when they did Nebworth and, uh, the guy, Dave Lewis, who put that thing together, a huge Zeppelin historian and everything like that. But he, uh, he located all the people and like, they still go to this pub like once a year and all, cause they're all friends from, meeting at Nebworth when they did the, the gig back in 79. So it's just like, and they just all get together and they're all still friends and they still hang out and talk to each other. And now they're texting each other and hanging out and seeing how everything's going, but they all get together. And aside of celebrating that, that gig, it's just life in general and just having good times. You know what I mean? So, uh, which I think is beyond awesome for sure. I've got one final question. I ask this to everybody. I've just hit 200 episodes and I've had actors, directors, film stars, bands, and the same question ends with everybody. Now, I ask the person that's on the podcast to choose the outro piece of music that's played. So on the spot, it can be any song from any band that means a lot to you. So once this is all edited and it's out there for the world to listen to, what one song do you want played as the outro for this episode with me and you? Um. Well, you'd have to go with the new record, the new jingle. <laughs> you made me want to live. Yeah, let's just go with that. That's always good. Yeah, well, exactly. <laughs> I love it, dude. Thank you for your time today, man. It's been an absolute pleasure. I will see you on the road. I'll hopefully bump into it, download, and if not, I'll come to one of the UK dates and we'll grab a beer. Yeah, well, hopefully, uh, hopefully, I'll see you at the uh, when we get out there and we're we're playing in London with rolling yeah. with the London chapter. Sounds good. Bro. That's going to be awesome. Thank you, dude. Enjoy the rest of your day, and I will speak soon. Great talking to you, brother. So there it is. Me and the amazing Zach Wilde. Have you ever heard anyone so positive that makes you just want to get up and live life and just be grateful for everything you've got? That's exactly how I felt after interviewing Zach, and he's an absolutely amazing human being. 
I'm so grateful for the time I got with him and I really hope our paths cross again in the future because I'd love to sit down and talk more with him. He's an absolute legend and I'm so, so happy that he's been on Mark and Me. Unfortunately, I wasn't well enough this weekend to go to Download Festival, but the reports I heard from close friends and press that were attending, the Zach set was amazing. I'm gutted I wasn't there, but unfortunately I've been too ill. But hey, I'll be there next year and let's all hope Zach returns for the 20th anniversary edition of the Download Festival. If you've really enjoyed today's episode, the only thing that I ask is that you share this episode. It costs absolutely nothing to do and is really simple. All you have to do is go on to markandme.com. On there, there's links to Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. All you have to do is when you see this episode is hit that retweet button on Twitter. Maybe post it on your stories on Instagram. Or if you're on Facebook, just hit that share button. It is a couple of clicks of a finger and makes a huge difference. All those people that follow you on Twitter or on Instagram or as your friends and family on Facebook will then see this episode. They might think, oh, Zach Wild, I love that guy. Go and listen to it and before you know it, they're a fan of Mark and me. And that's all that I ask for coming here and listening to today's interview. And if you do that, I'm going to be grateful forever and buy you beers whenever I meet you. If you've really enjoyed today's episode, I do have a Patreon account. On there, you can sign up for as little as £1 a month. You get a welcome pack, which includes stickers, exclusive badges that are only for people that have signed up on Patreon, and you're guaranteed two episodes every single week for as little as £1. But not only that, thanks to my amazing friends at Richer Sounds, I have some incredible prizes every month to give away. And this is just to say thank you for supporting me. It could be a Sonos system, some headphones, a Blu-ray player, but this is my way of saying thank you. So the link is on markandme.com and the only way that this podcast survives is by Patreon. So please, if you've enjoyed today and want to give a little back, it goes a long, long way. I'll be back in only a few days' time with another brand new episode. So until then... Listen to Zach Wilde, be cool, enjoy life, and I'll speak to you all very soon. So full, your love was all I did.